Dragon the Peg is recorded on Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, the Cree, the Oji Cree, the Dakota, and the Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. Welcome to Dragon the Peg, a podcast series exploring the lives and careers of drag performers living in Winnipeg, Canada. My name is Graham Hoosen, and I'll be your host. Every guest on this show, be they a king or a queen, is royalty. But today's guest is a very special brand of royalty. He's been involved in the Imperial Court System, an international fundraising organization run mostly by drag performers, for a few years. And last spring, he was voted emperor for our city's own court, one of the highest titles a performer can vie for. So, without further ado, and because his title is very long, please help me welcome his most imperial sovereign majesty, the causer of problems, Skylark of the Night, good luck getting rid of him now, Emperor 20 of Winnipeg and all of Manitoba, Dusty Rhodes. Hi, my name is Dusty Rhodes, and I'm a drag king. Hi, Dusty. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, Imperial Grand Emperor? Is it Imperial Grand or is it just Emperor? No, so there's, okay, so there's different beginnings to each of the, the names. Specifically, Imperial Grand Duke Duchess. Okay. Imperial Crown Princess. Okay. Now, sorry, remember, the, his most or her most, uh-huh. their most as well. Um, and then his most Imperial Sovereign Majesty. His most Imperial Sovereign Majesty. Yeah. Emperor Dusty Rhodes. Emperor 20. Mm-mm. Emperor 20. Wow, that's a whole thing. Before we get into all that, I want to—I <laughs> just want to say, uh, you, you, uh, have you, have you heard of the Confessa meme? It's not really a meme. I just like it. No. Everybody calls me Confessa, and you started that instead of Contessa. Did you I? Me, I yeah, did? you started that. It was New Year's night. We were at Lita Tequila's house. Foxy Beast was in the basement drag room with me. Okay. And she was showing me the big giant cork board of like the family lineage with all the yes. names, and. I was like, wow, that's so cool. And that was kind of like the first time that I that I was like sort of in half drag, but I still had my name. I was still Sharon's kid. So Foxy was like, I'm going to add you onto the list. So she writes the name Contessa under Sharon, but it's a little bit wonky because she's blasted. And then you come in and you just look at that and you say, who the fuck is Confessa? <laughs> and ever since then, <laughs> folks have called me Conte- Confessa. I'm sorry, I guess. I don't know, but I think it's, it's truly a... A proper title to the scenario right you, now. You're a legend starter. <laughs> you're a Skylark of the night. Oh, that was honestly um, a ten minutes before I did go explain to people what it was because when I what I wanted to do, everyone did not like it. What what did okay? So uh, for for recap, um, emperors and empresses have sort of like this long winded title before their name. That's a, like Grand Princess of Rose Gold. Blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, pen name preamble. Depending on what you, who you want to call it. Pen name preamble. Um. I can't even tell you what the old one was because I was told to by everybody, like drag parent and every other person, don't use it. It's like people are not gonna like that, and you're gonna cause waves the first minute you walk on the stage. Was it like politically incorrect? Is it contentious? Oh, it wasn't politically incorrect, but it was very like my humor is very abrasive at times. It yeah. can it, it can be a little harsh, and that's where I was kind of going with it. Uh huh. It did almost change later though to something not so well was politically correct but it, it would cause a lot of waves with my friends in calgary what was it the asker of consent the protector of inappropriate touching but what the fuck does he know he's just a millennial 
That's pretty funny. It was, What's wrong with that? Um, it was only after some guy attacked me in Calgary. Oh, my God. After he was touching somebody inappropriately. Uh-huh. And <laughs> they were like, that's probably not the best time to do it or a good time at all to do it. So so you so you got attacked because you were standing up for somebody who was, who was being inappropriately touched. Yeah, I wouldn't even say a bad inappropriately touched. He was licking his finger and putting it into people's ears. Oh, like a wet willy. Yeah. But I'm like, we're all adults. Yeah. And he's much, much older of an adult. It's pretty gross, yeah. It is. And like, it's just don't. Yeah. No matter how close you are or how nice of a person you are, it's still disgusting. Yeah. If anybody's listening and remembers uh, Dragon the Peg season one launch, never non-consensually put your bodily fluids on another person. That was a sad... That was a, that was the scariest story of anything. I was just like, that could have ended so much worse. It was a whole ass thing. Yeah. But wow, you got attacked. That's terrible. It, it was... He grabbed me by the throat. Oh my God. Yeah. So like, I'm not a, a shy person. If someone does anything to hurt anyone, I'm I'm on that in a heartbeat. Yeah. So for him to come at me, it was a moment of stunned. Next to it was just a push off the face. Wow. And it could have gone so much worse because we were both drunk. Yeah. But it was like, just for me to push him, I was like... I'm happy that that wasn't resolved. Yeah. Honestly. You could have, you should have gone for the jugular. No, because I mean, like, I'm still a visitor in the town, and it was, um, it was during Pride uh, in Calgary, and I was invited to be on the court float for Calgary. Oh. And he was the person who donated the float and oh my God. his truck. So, guess who couldn't go on that float at that point? Uh, really? Yep. He said, you, if he goes on it, I will take it away from you. So, they got you all the way out there to be on the float. Mm hmm. And then because you were telling him, don't put your spit on people, yeah. you were kicked off. Correct. That's really shitty. Because at the end of the day, there's two scenarios. Either I they say that he's not going, they don't get the float, or I just don't go. So it was a lose-lose situation for me. So at yeah. least they get to keep their float. Still That's a nice awful. float. It would have been really nice to be on it. I still had fun. Like I got to hang out with uh, Winnipeg Pride, actually. So I had, I still had a great time. It would have just been nice to hang out with my friends. That's yeah. all. Was, was that this summer, or was that... Uh, it was uh, August, like this, like this oh summer. okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Wow, that's terrible. It was a shitty scenario, but I'm like, I think I've, I've gotten a little bit better now from that too, because I'm just like, I I don't want anybody to be in that same position that I was. Yeah, and blackmail sucks. Like yeah. truly, uh, that's all it was. Yeah, that's really nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your what is your pre name preamble pen name now? Oh, I don't use it. No? No, I think the pen names are just ridiculous. Why? You, t- you talked about it. It's long-winded, and they can get really, really bad. So when I always, whenever I look at the pen names, I think the best pen names come in threes. Uh-huh. So you do three little d-d-d-ds. Yeah. But I've had to read out pen names that were even just font number size 12, and it was seven lines. <laughs> and it gets to the point that it's ridiculous. It, and when they add their more family names at the end mm-hmm. it just gets it gets boring that's a short sweet of it and the thing I think uh, not to like completely shit on on decorum or anything Sorry. Um, it's but it's also like I mean I am decently ingrained in the drag scene I didn't really know what the hell any of that meant mm-hmm. until like probably a month ago I just thought they were just saying stuff before the name, and I was like, "Why is this taking three minutes to introduce somebody?" Oh yeah, and especially if you if you don't know what's going on, this this um, correct word, yeah, decorum, it was there. I'm pretty sure for people to kind of just give a sense of themselves before uh-huh. you get to see them, because you always will meet new people at events and such. But 
when those extras started becoming extra, mm-hmm. it, it just started taking the fun out of it. Yeah. Honestly. Do you think, so here's my theory about the import is that kind of all the regalness and grandeur and self-aggrandizing nature of it is kind of to kind of reclaim some of that glamour that queer folks have been denied Mm -hmm. for a very, very long time. It's to kind of adopt and create your own sort of like mystical, fantastical creature, which is drag really, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Do you think, do you think that the sort of like almost masturbatory grandeur of the imp court still has its novelty or do you think it's getting old let me apologize to the board immediately because it's gonna <laughs> be very fun at this point um i think that's where it started uh-huh. i think that's where the ground roots came from especially with the people who've been around for so long yeah hearing, hearing their stories and only recently have i really wanted to learn their the history of um the core system of north america mm-hmm. um I think it is also starting to lose it in many fashions as well, too. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of disheartening because it, it came from a proper grassroots kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And then it just became a hierarchy of who had the best title, who had the longest train, who has the most jewels, who has the longest name. And I'm not for that. Mm-hmm. A lot of especially people in Winnipeg are not for that. Mm-hmm. So we have been deemed as a, in quotes, a party city. But we just we just want to en- enjoy drag for what it is, mm-hmm. and the court is a great way to get people involved and new and fresh because it gets to show a sense of community support and a lot of nurturing that you wouldn't have any ability to unless you had some kind of groundwork to work with. Mm-hmm. So, and I've noticed that especially in Canada has a very strong sense of community, but when you look to some other kind of courts, it 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 is just who has this biggest most expensive hair mm-hmm. and i couldn't be bothered yeah really couldn't be like i walked into a bar wearing a dinosaur blobe suit <laughs> so that's my stature on what drag is drag's supposed to be fun we're supposed to enjoy ourselves and yeah i would like the um, the court to be a little more fun yeah yeah so for listeners that aren't aware um the imperial court of winnipeg and all of manitoba is part of a greater sort of it's international now. Yeah. 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 Thanks international so sort of um, organization spearheaded mostly by drag queens and kings and things to raise money for nonprofits. So throughout the year, we have a, an upper court consisting of emperor and empress and, and high court and their job throughout the years to raise money. And you are emperor. Yeah. For right. reign 20. Yeah. And actually, there's going to be emperor and empress. There's still now the empress. And pricks, really? Yeah. Wow. So it's a gender neutral title. Sweet. So um, it depends on what court you're in, but sometimes they'll do a, you have to run on the male side, but that's a title you get. Uh, we've seen also the top two uh, votes. Mm-hmm. Either way, it only took them how many odd years to finally get some gender neutral titles. Yeah. But not every court has that yet. Interesting. There has been some critiques of sort of the court system and that it's a little bit elitist, a little bit stuffy. And sort of um i'm shitting a lot on the court right now with this preamble the court does a lot of really great things um but a little bit of like rigidity 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 in its organizational structure stuff like you said kind of like the the rigid gender roles Mm -hmm. sort of of like emperor emperor empress princess prince duke duchess um which sort of is kind of at odds with the fluidity of 
gender. My question is, I guess, the court Mm -hmm. in the 21st century, 2019, what do you see as its role and its function? Its role, at least in each city, is always different. Mm -hmm. But I'd say as as a whole, it's to take the money from our community and implement it in places that wouldn't see it as as much Mm -hmm. or uh, organizations that just need the help at that time because like any one of us there are times when money gets really really tight Mm -hmm. and they just need it and the function of it really though was to truly raise money and I think it's been kind of blurred over the years now to different things Mm -hmm. I just came back from Las Vegas literally last night and Las Vegas is is not an older court they've had their problems in the past um, but they are around courts that have been around for since the beginning or near the beginning. Mm-hmm. And you see these people who have been around forever and raised a, a mess ton of money for the community over the years. But then something changes and the mentality of I want to support my community changes a little bit. And they run into this like a hierarchy kind of position. Mm-hmm. The court itself is amazing at times. You get to raise money for people who don't necessarily have the same tools to make money. Mm-hmm. You get to meet people around the continent that are just as amazing as the people who are at home. And I have met some forever friends and family through this court system that I would I would visit them in a heartbeat if something were happening. I, I get into a flight for a bunch of them if they were dying, mm-hmm. just to see them one last time. Um, when you find the people from the court system who have the same mentality as you, who want to see a better community mm-hmm. in their own community, even the other ones they're not, they're not even involved to, those are the ones you want to keep. Those are the ones that you want to see thrive. Those are the ones that are going to be our future. How does it feel to be emperor? How does that feel? What's it like to have that title? Honestly, it's just a title. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still working hard. It, honestly, maybe just working a little bit harder because mm-hmm. you are now the, the spotlight's on you. The eyes are looking at you. My philosophy starting this, that was four years ago, was let's just raise money. Mm-hmm. Let's have fun. Let's raise money. And let's travel. And it hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I have Foxy on my side, my Empress, mm-hmm. which you heard from a few episodes ago. So A few? Last season. <laughs> fully last season. Foxy Beast. Check it out. <laughs> Plug. Plug. Um, we had the same mentality. We just want to raise money. We want it to see go to good. And we just want to look good doing it. But Emperor's been fun. It, the one thing I could say is that I've, I've noticed that people treat me differently than I was before, and I think that is kind of disheartening. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not any different than the person was two, maybe two years ago. Maybe I'm, okay, sorry, I am a different person from two years ago. Because I was a shitty person coming into the court system. I was horrible. Really? I was rude, vulgar, like my word, racist, horrible, just like a disgusting person. Wow. Um, and it was just with the the years of you need to get better you need to know why you're acting this way mm-hmm. and like the the main people to help were cake and jimmy allwood mm-hmm. that's that's my quotations drag parents mm-hmm. they've made me better as well as the other people in the community uh-huh. i don't know what changed i don't know what clicked on all the little changes but i've i've become less ignorant mm-hmm. to other people and all the other things that go in the community if anything I, my voice has just gotten stronger but mightier in the better way that's very interesting so let's go back before you started doing drag tell me a bit about your life growing up and 
kind of before you discovered the drag scene? Um, so growing up, I was a stereotypical twink going to fame. Incredible. Mm, worked there too. Really? Well, yeah. For, as what? As a bartender? I was a uh, busser barback, kind of. How far, we, how far can we get into this without being... As far as possible. Sweet. Um, the time of fame was fine. It was interesting, though, because, like, when you're 19, 20, 21, working at a gay bar, mm-hmm. um, you really kind of get to see how the community is run, mm-hmm. and specifically a lot of uh, ageism, racism, mm-hmm. and just general discrimination. Because mm-hmm. when you're not there to drink, you're there to work. So you pick up cups, you listen to conversations, and you're just like, this is stupid. And then I moved over to 200 only a few months after fame, and it was just a different sense. Mm-hmm. It was more or less community, not just party. Mm-hmm. And I still technically work there, but like. At Club 200? Yeah. Really? I technically. Uh, I, Names on the books do work there, but oh. I also haven't worked there in like a year. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Well, because the court takes over everything. So, like, when you're running, you have to be there just to. I'm here. When you're Emperor, I'm here to raise money. Mm-hmm. So, go to Club 200 because it's great. <laughs> Stay because I might be there. <laughs> so, you first entered the court in, I believe it was 2017, as Duke? You were Duke first in yeah. Reign 17. Okay, we're in 19 now. No, we're in 20 now, are we? We're in, we're, you're, we're in year 20. Yeah. Or, but we're in 2019. Oh, yeah. So 2019, 2018, 17, 16. Mm-hmm. And I was actually, oh, right, yeah. And I would actually say 2015. Okay. Because the first time I think I was more or less court-inducted was at Serenia Ladash's step-down mm-hmm. of Miss Club 200. Okay. Where it was two drag performers from Regina who invited me to their D&D ball, Duke and Duchess ball, by the way, for people. <laughs> they were shocked when I showed up because they were like, who the fuck is this guy? They did not remember me. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they are the ones who kind of got me going into this. And one I'm still friends with and I talk like every day to them. So and it started from there. So I was the um, the drunk Winnipegger <laughs> who uh, changed to the drunk Winnipegger who went to Feathers step, step up or step down. And um, both of those trips, Cake and I just drove down to Regina. Mm-hmm. But during the Feather trip, all the contestants would have to go around selling shooters and they'd be raising money for that night. Well, Shitface Me was like, that's dumb. Give me a tray. And I literally took it from one of the, the candidates and started uh-huh. selling them. Oh, my God. Why? I don't know. I like raising money, apparently. <laughs> so it was Shitface selling the shots and I was killing it. Because uh-huh. I'm some pretty look, well, I was thinner and nicer looking, th- uh, random person that they have never seen before. So people were just buying shots like crazy. Mm-hmm. The manager of the bar was eerily confused of why this some random person was selling shots. Yeah. It's a community bar, by the way. So people really will just show up and work. Sweet. They don't get paid. They just get their tips. That's awesome. So if it was any kind of like actual bar, they would have been like. That's ours. Yeah. Goodbye. Um, but then at that point, I think that's what Kate kind of realized that I would be a good duke. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can tell me later. <laughs> um, and I never quit from there because I had a lot of fun mm-hmm. doing it. And I get to look stupid. So, yeah. <laughs> so did performing come with your induction into the court or was that something that happened before or after? I performed my first time at Investitures for Duke. Ah. Ever. I actually am not a fan of performing. 
What? Why? I, I don't think I actually meant it that entertaining. I think you're very entertaining. Thank you. You're hard to photograph. No, it's also true. I you do, move so fast. I like to flail and take my shoes off. Yeah, you go so <laughs> quick, so it's hard to get an in-focus picture of you, so I have three. So you're saying I should just look at you sometimes? Just Do not. That's the cheesiest. I'm going to do the, the thumbs up, like, I did it. Ha ha. I love that. So you don't like performing? <laughs> I, I don't. I do because not because I have to, because I know that, like, I should. Mm-hmm. Um, and not going to lie, there are just not a lot of male performers mm-hmm. in Winnipeg. So if I don't, then we kind of dwindle away. And we have Dirt, who's, he's amazing. Everything. Yeah. I, I can't fathom, like, how amazing he is as a performer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we had to get our UI pageant. And I was just like, every performance, every look of all six were just freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. But he, as just a general person, like, even just after stepping up, he's just taking, he's just flying off. Yes. Like, he's just awesome to the surprise of no one no no not at um, all not to make this gassing up dirt hour dirt is a dirt is an incredible king yeah get your plug um <laughs> but yeah no i was never just a fan of performing and also i have a very hard time picking songs mm-hmm. i don't like to redo them which everyone tells me no you can do that you're just fine if they saw it again they'll just love it again i'm like mm-hmm. yeah i did that with breaking dishes and we saw how that went what happened with breaking dishes so i i can hear everybody laughing in the background when they hear this by the way <laughs> um I did it for once. I think it's my Duke and Duchess ball with cake. I uh-huh. did breaking dishes, and I literally broke dishes for the performance on the stage. On the stage, oh like my floor God. everything, and it was fine. It was great. Actually, a lot of people loved it. Uh-huh. I did it again a few months ago, at whatever show, and it was a silence, silence across the bar. Why? Everyone would just thought I was attacking the dishes instead of just actually like playing with the song, which is fine because honestly, at that point, I think it was like the end of the night. I was tired, uh-huh. ready to go home, and I was like, it, even though I, I still think about it now, and I get a gut wrenching feeling like, oh, I really fucked up. <laughs> but why? You, so you did the same. So why didn't why 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 do you think there was such a huge different reaction? I think because there were the four performances prior had to clean up the stage, oh. so everyone was just like, we're tired of seeing people clean because mm. this. But uh, either way, I was like, you know what? <coughs> throw it throw it away and we'll go to the next one. Mm-hmm. But I still think about it once in a while. And Breaking Dishes is still on Spotify for me. So it comes <laughs> on and I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. Can't <laughs> listen to this right now. We all have numbers that we regret. Yeah. No, it, it happens because like, nothing's being perfect. Yeah. No. Casualty of the profession, mm-hmm. I think. So some kings in the imp court decide to adopt a drag, perform- a drag persona mm-hmm. and perform as kings. And some just serve as themselves. Um, so what was the choice to adopt, like, the full identity of a drag king? I'm thinking of our previous emperors who, who really just served, and, and I think they performed every once in a while, but I don't think they really called themselves drag kings. I, I wouldn't even call myself a drag king either. I would, and I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So when I first started, it was actually bio king. That was the terminology that yeah. was, came up. We had AFAB, and then we had people who were like, no, I'm still just a drag king. I think at the end of the day, I'm like, as long as you're not calling me a dick, I'm okay with whatever you call me. You can call me Drag King, Bio King, AFAB, uh-huh. Popsicle. I don't give a crap. The <laughs> um, reason I just say Drag King, it just kind of makes people, it, it's just, it's less to explain to people sometimes. Mm-hmm. So instead of confusing them with the, mount, the terminologies that we have, yeah, it, it just makes it easier. Specifically, I've started working with um, um, a youth group at RRC, and these are 
groups of children and their families, mm-hmm. um, most of the kids being transgender. Mm-hmm. So to throw another term at them to make them used, they were already just they're working with them. They're working with themselves. Yeah. I'm like I, I don't want to confuse them anymore. Uh huh. And like especially with the people who start coming to the bars to explain differently, it's hard. So I'm like, hi, I'm Dusty. I'm a drunk and I have fun. <laughs> I'm also drag king. <laughs> yeah. It's it's. I don't really care what I'm called, honestly. Which isn't even really, but like the 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 fact of like men and AMAB people doing drag king stuff isn't really a new construct. That's been happening as as early as the the imports. Yeah, it's been forever. Existed. But well, as a court of Winnipeg, we've been around really for twenty now twenty three with their other years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there are people who've never even seen a drag show, and they're in their thirties and their forties, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. Well, first off, you're lucky for getting away from that for many of years, but I'm just like, this is part of your culture. Mm-hmm. So, short and sweet, I think I am a drag king, because there is there is still a small, medium to large difference, depending on the night, of Dustin to Dusty. Because mm-hmm. Dustin's just... Hor- it's just trash. I'm like, you booze, <laughs> I'm just done. Dusty at least can hold his liquor. Uh-huh. And he can act regal. He can sit at a table and not be loud mm-hmm. there is a di- there is a mental difference between both of us that sounds like drag yeah crazy huh so you are a dra- you're, you're a drag king yeah and, and I don't, if someone was like you're not a drag king I'm like cool I'm gonna get a shot if someone was like you're a drag king cool I'm still gonna get that shot like, that's a that's a it's a weird point of um conversation I don't want to necessarily say contention because it feels like um AMAB people doing king drag and AFAB people doing queen drag is I don't even know how to talk about this you know it's a fun one now I realize now I get what AMAB is yeah assigned male at birth yeah no one fucking told me that I'm trying to catch up on everything I don't want to feel ignorant and I do ask once in a while but I've also been yelled off for being nah ever asking yeah I mean I don't I don't think there's any I don't think there's any harm in in asking questions and I think the people who turn that away are probably just tired of having to explain themselves but I mean, you do you do uh, exist in in an interesting position in our community right now because I feel like since the since um, more people who were assigned female at birth have started doing drag queens, suddenly this is a point of contention for some folks. A very select few in our community take issue with it. Mm-hmm. The vast majority are okay with it, but it's still the the conversation has been pulled into question. Um, just sort of like the existence of like women and AFAB people who do drag and so as an AMAB king do you find that that's ever like do you ever have to kind of explain what you do and who you are I just actually had a conversation back in Vegas Uh huh. I don't you don't I don't and I think that's dumb that I don't have to explain it because everybody else does yeah I've had to listen to Moxie Cotton explain why she is a drag queen. Yeah. And I'm like, why are we even doing this? I was going to say, do you think there's a double standard? There's a 100% double standard. It's I think It's really confusing. It is so confusing and it's just frustrating because like, why we can't just get along and like just accept everybody's differences. You know, in this community, if we took the half an ounce of how much it take and tear people down just to bring each other up, we would go f- so far. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so frustrating to see everybody so so pointed all the time yes and like why do you need to ask the question why can't you just accept it and policing each other's various identities and styles of performance i mean we all just look ridiculous anyway 
Mm. Why does it matter what we call ourselves? Why does it matter what we what we identify as out of drag versus in drag? I, I don't see a point. Yeah, and like honestly, like so when I, when I think of drag, I don't even think of like more or less gender. I don't even think of gender. This is all performance. Yeah. And there were times not far past history where men would perform as women on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, this is all performance. Yes, sometimes it's used for gender expression and that helps you get to where you are as a person. Mm-hmm. But then a day, you're just putting on a character. Mm-hmm. And like the character can be any gender, shape, size, potato or tater tot. Alien. The alien. Whatever dirt is. So like I don't know why we have to question people and what they want to do because I'm like it is just art. It seems very counterproductive to what we're yeah. trying to get at. Yeah, we fought for so long for rights of gay and lesbian people, but then we kind of after that finished, we kind of forgot about everybody else. We got what we wanted great next person, and then it keeps dwindling down, down, down. That's why I for me like transgender rights are a huge thing because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not saying they're the next one on the table for them to forget the rest of the people. But, like, you hear the stories, and they're just not good. And, yeah. like, I, I have too many people who are transgender that I just don't want them to feel so shitty about themselves. Yeah. I don't want anybody to feel so shitty about themselves. Because I'm going through that right now, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So. Certainly the trans and non-binary community was, was left out of that whole discussion about LGBTQ rights. I think probably because of gay marriage. <laughs> because, like, yeah. for some reason, like, the liberation of gay rights seemed to be equated with gay marriage. And then as soon as we got legalization, it was like, well, it's solved. Yeah. There's no more homophobia. Mm-hmm. No queer person is ever in trouble. But then we sort of left a lot of our trans brothers and sisters and siblings behind. Oh, 100%. Because 100% of fresh, uh, pissed off, I'm going to use queer as a general term. Yeah. Not correct, but yes, I'm using it. I think it's queer, correct? Um, great. 60% were gay. So we're they're okay. Now mm-hmm. the 40% are fighting. Then the, 40, the 30% are lesbian. Now they're okay. So now you have 10%. So that, that 90% is now just like, well, we're fine. Why aren't you? And I'm like, you know, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. Gender so, expression is a completely different it conversation. Is. Yeah. And I'm not going to be the one to talk about it because I'm not the most educated in it. But, like, I know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. We all know something's wrong. And no one's saying or doing anything. Well, if they are, they're being shut down immediately. Mm-hmm. Have you ever wanted to try femme drag? Um, I did very chunky looking drag at one point. With chunky looking drag. Like I still had my beard on. And I got one of the most like probably one of the most beautiful queens to do my face, and she did a great job with my face. Uh-huh. And I was a train wreck of a looking woman. Mm-hmm. Would I ever do drag? I don't know. Honestly, I've thought about it a few times. Uh-huh. I think it'd be fun for like a quick moment. Mm-hmm. But um I don't see myself as a female porn. I may do a a non-binary attempt, like a very Jared style of thing. Androgyny. Yes. And I wouldn't even call it that because it's it's just androgyny is like a certain thing where it's like it's huh. He just does something completely different. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I look at I look at them and I'm like, <laughs> hmm. Alien. <laughs> Rain twenty is almost halfway done. What do you feel you've accomplished and what do you feel you have to still accomplished to make yourself feel satisfied as an emperor oh that's a fun one <laughs> that's hard because accomplishments technically it's rated mm-hmm. and the rating scale is different for everybody mm-hmm. for me 100% is still not enough mm-hmm. so 
it's hard to say that guy's been in the best because there's always better. Mm-hmm. I think I'm doing good. Not great, not amazing. I think I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. We're getting out to the, the community that hasn't heard from us maybe in a while. Mm-hmm. Reaching out to venues that haven't seen us in a while. Mm-hmm. Going to, we talked about youth groups, just to kind of just explain who we are, what we do, and why we do it. Mm-hmm. For the future to come, I hope it gets, not to say better, because we're still doing, again, good. <laughs> but I have, a, I have a good team. Mm-hmm. I have a really good team. And we we kind of hold different parts of the community because we run in such like a, a collaborative friend, collaborative of friends. Mm-hmm. We see what holds us each back. So we try to propel each other forward in each one of those categories. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see more of a community growth though, mm-hmm. because I feel like it's been getting there, but when does it plateau? Mm-hmm. And and it comes in waves. We've seen it drag up, drag down, drag up. And even if we can keep it from going back down for a little while, I'd be even happier. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal a couple of years ago was to try to find some new performers. I didn't have to do it. Somebody else did. Everybody <laughs> else did it. But um, I tried for a little bit trying to find some, not kids, just new performers. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever want a kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the, the drag thing family for me is not... I have nothing to offer anybody, mm-hmm. really. Like, I'm just a humble king. <laughs> I, I don't have anything. Like, I don't have jewels to give you. I don't have hair. I don't have any makeup ability to, like, bring down. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe one day. For Rain 20, though, we're, we're already kind of, I'm not say causing problems, but we're, we're asking the questions that cause contention between people. Mm-hmm. Because it needs to be asked finally, yeah. especially after last year, not coming after Peter or Barry, it was just a straight line. Mm-hmm. Things were done; they were done right, but there was no wave. Mm-hmm. Those waves cause talk, cause change. Mm-hmm. They fix problems, cause problems too. But <laughs> I fix those. Um, I just don't want it to be another flat line. So what do you want the legacy of Rain 20 to be? I want people to know that that we are your, still your brothers and sisters and things. We want to promote a family. Mm-hmm. Really. Like, we want the community to know that we are here, we are listening, and it's not falling to deaf ears. Mm-hmm. That if there's something that we can do for you, if you feel like you're not represented if you're feeling discriminated against if you're not feeling at home we will be your home emperor mm-hmm. one of the biggest titles in, in all of winnipeg mm-hmm. once you're finished being emperor what do you think is next for dusty i would say post this range 20 year i want to look into a change for canada mm-hmm. i i think that we've become our own and we're grown up now Mm-hmm. So let let's 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 bring Canada back into the focus again because mm-hmm. it needs to. And it's like we have done a lot as a country with legalization. We've had just general non-ignorant growth mm-hmm. over the past while. There are some things out there that kind of suck, Andrew Shear. Um, <laughs> 
but as a, a the collaborative Canada, there are good people out there. There's a lot more than other places, mm-hmm. and for Dusty himself, he, he he's gonna probably want to see that change come to fruition, and that and that Canada is gonna get its due finally. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, that sounds like big things are in the works. Oh, yes. Let's wait till uh, the fourth week of July. <laughs> we will keep <laughs> us posted. Dusty, our most imperial emperor. Nice try. Skylark of the night. <laughs> Cause- it- oh, causer of problems. That's causer of problems. Oh, my God. It only took an hour. Skylark of the night. Causer of problems. Good luck getting rid of him now. <laughs> Dusty, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much to Dusty for sitting down with me. Our next guest is one of the most creative performers in our city. From Harley Quinn to a T-Rex to Shredder from TMNT, she's known for her unpredictable and high concept looks, her powerful stage presence, and her incredible energy. Here's a clip from her episode. (laughs) When I'm an alien or dinosaur or demon or... And sometimes I go like super femme. I just like, I, I sway from like monster to pretty to punk to like I feel like I just try to express all of the emotions and so I put everything in one look and and I usually seem to have a pull if I've done unless it's Halloween then it's all (laughs) scary all weird all twisted but like I usually go like oh I did a really like dark punky monstery thing last night like let's do something really fluffy and pretty and sparkly this night and it's like releasing and being honest about different parts that are in me and then once I've let it out like I don't need to do it as much thank you so much to Claire Boning of Veneer for the lovely intro and outro music and until next episode remember to always tip your local drag performers How unprofessional! Just kidding, it's fine. It was off. I swear to God. Don't worry about it. Is it news? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Um, sorry. You are yes, correct. Uh, decorum.